Game on! It's time for Wolverines Weekly. Conversations with WDC coaches and athletes. Let's hustle to it. Hello there. Welcome to Wolverines Weekly. I'm CJ Baumgartner. It's homecoming week at Wadena Deer Creek, and as that wrapped up, we're going to give you the action and rewind and talk about all of the sports that are going on during WDC's homecoming week. We are first going to talk with Activities Director Norm Gallant. That is next on Wolverines Weekly. Time out! Wolverines Weekly will be right back. Play ball! Booyah! We're back with more Wolverines Weekly here on KWAD. Welcome back to Wolverines Weekly. I'm CJ Baumgartner. Every weekday morning at 7.15, me and Corey Tackman talk about Wolverine athletics, high school athletics across central Minnesota, and... Twins, Vikings, Wolves, Wild, a whole bunch of stuff that we talk about on the morning sports desk. Yesterday, we had the opportunity to talk with Norm Gallant, Activities Director at Wadena Deer Creek, and it's about time for his monthly check-in, so we thought we'd just play you the interview from the morning sports desk. We have Wadena Deer Creek Activities Director Norm Gallant. He is joining us on the line this morning as part of our Activities Director check-around across central Minnesota. Hey, Norm, good morning. Thanks for waking up with us. You bet. Good morning. Nice to hear from you. And, uh, yeah, Corey, let's start it out here. Just dive right on into it. Uh, Norm, good morning. Had a, uh, a big, giant Park Region Conference volleyball match uh, last night to know that you hosted. What were the results of that match? And can you give us a little breakdown on uh, what is another pretty darn good Wadena Deer Creek volleyball team? Yeah, you bet. It was a real fun night. Uh, you know, the Park Region is always ultra-competitive, and, uh, you know, last night we, we hosted Burndale, and Burndale and Coach Johnson just have a, a super team this year, and, uh, you know, I think our girls really uh, rose to the challenge, and uh, obviously with homecoming week, a little extra fire, and, and we came out with a, with a 3-0 win. I believe the scores were 25-13, 25-21, and 25-16, so uh, a nice Nice win for our girls to give them some confidence, and you know they sit alone atop the the uh, park region at at five and zero and fourteen and six on the season, and uh, haven't lost a set since September twenty sixth. So uh, kind of really starting to peak here towards the end of the year, and looking forward to another deep playoff run. And now, Norm, let's switch gears here. Let's talk a little football. Obviously, it's homecoming week, uh, a big week for WDC football, hosting Walker Hackensack Akeley tonight. Uh, just what's it been like for the football team this year? Obviously, you know them pretty well being on the coaching staff. Yeah, you bet. We came in with, with a lot of high expectations this year, and uh, you know we're sitting at one and four, so not the kind of record we want to want to have, but uh, you know definitely had a, a lot of competitive games. Um, Losing to uh, New York Mills last week, uh, they kind of stopped us right at the goal line with two minutes left to preserve a 12 to eight win. And uh, you know we played really well. We haven't been healthy. Um, we've been without our starting quarterback the last couple of weeks, and um, you know we're we're really this week we're we're clicking. We've got people healthy, so we're really looking forward to seeing what we can do as as we enter a tough stretch of games with. Uh, Walker Hackensack, Akeley, then uh, you know perennial power with Breckenridge, and then a very good Staples Motley team at the end of the season. So, um, you know, again, we're just uh, we're looking to keep playing good defense like we have all year, and uh, just get the offense clicking, and and like I said, keep everybody healthy. 
uh, looking at both volleyball and football, Norm, uh, obviously I believe there was some moving around uh, for both teams uh, with section play. Um, both of those sections, I would imagine for everybody in them, be it volleyball or football, uh, probably feels like they're there for the taking. Do you kind of feel that way also? Yeah. Uh, you know, volleyball, we moved from uh, Section 6AA, which is kind of everywhere to the south. Um, you know, this year, that section, and, and last year too, uh, the power there is, is Pequot Lakes, and we took them to the wire last year. Uh, but moving back up into 8AA, uh, yeah, a little bit more wide open. I think right now Holly and East Grand Forks, definitely the the favorites, I would say, up there. But, you know, definitely not a number one ranked team like, like Pequot Lakes. Um, you, you know, an interesting thing that they just did with uh, – Section 8 AA, is that going to be seated 1 through 14? Um, so just looking at the QRF yesterday, uh, we would be playing War Road, which that be kind of an interesting uh, first-round matchup uh, for War Road to come to Wadena on a, on a Tuesday night. But, no kidding. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll see how that shakes out. There's a lot of season left. Um, and then football, yeah, uh, football's a five-team section this year. Um, you know, we did some switching there again to, uh, right now, Osakis definitely would be the favorite, I would say, um, you know, followed by Pillager and Staples Motley, both, uh, really good football teams. Now we, we beat Pillager earlier in the year already mm -hmm. and then, uh, us and Monaga. So yeah, we just got to get, uh, get playing well here at the end of the year. And yeah, I think we, we have a shot to to do some things um you know kudos to staples motley this year they were an 0-9 team this year and right now they're sitting at four and one and really really playing well and uh you know we could see that coming last year because there was a lot of good athletes just that they were ninth and tenth graders and not real big but uh coach potter over there has got them in the weight room and and believing in what they're doing and they're doing a really nice job Norm, let's talk a little uh, tennis program. Wadena Deer Creek Den uh, Tennis and and Coach Feem Meyer, and um, you know it's it's end of season stuff happening for them, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. Today is the uh, um, section seating meeting, so we'll know where we sit in that uh, in that section, both as team and uh, individual singles and doubles. And that's a really interesting section because. Section A2A has five teams uh, ranked in the state right now. Wow. So um, just going to be a, a real dogfight. And if you enjoy tennis, it's going to be an exciting, exciting section tournament. Uh, Coach and I were kind of looking at things last night, and, you know, it looks like we're probably, uh, you know, I think we're like number 11 in the state, and I think we'll be seated sixth in the section. So wow. <laughs> it, that speaks to the quality of uh of what we have in, in this section. So, um, you know, I think that too, like you said, obviously Staples Motley, they're the, the favorite. Uh, they've got a, just a great tennis program and, and have had a great season. Um, but I, I think there's just a opportunity for any one of those top six teams to knock each other off. And I, I don't know that it's going to be one versus two in, in the final. So it should be a lot of fun. 
And Norm, we'll switch gears here. Let's talk a little Wadena Deer Creek cross country. Obviously, uh, team having another successful season. The girls' team uh, and boys uh, both having some good runners here. Uh, they just competed in Holly last night. Uh, but what's uh, what's that been like for the WDC cross country team? Yeah, you know Mike and Carrie just do a great job with with uh, both the boys and the girls' program. So. They went up to that big meetup at uh, Grand Forks, the border battle, and, and both teams ran really well. Um, you know, and like you said last night up at Holly, the, the girls were 6th out of 25, and the boys were 11th out of 21. Um, like all season, our girls were uh, really bunched up. And, um, you know, what's interesting to me with our girls is we don't have that um, number one runner that is just far and away better than everybody else. We just have a pack of Wolverines that uh, kind of are always running together. And, and it seems like every race that I look at, uh, a different girl is, is our top runner. So that's a, kind of a neat thing to have. And when you get into the big meets like the section, I think, um, you know, that's what makes for a team to have an opportunity to go to the state tournament. So uh, it's going to be fun to watch them at the end of the year and, and uh, our boys also much improved from last year. And, and again, just uh, kind of a, a group of Wolverines. Grant Nelson has kind of uh, established himself as that number one. But, uh, boy, that two, three, four, five is kind of all in a, in a bunch. And, and uh, guys like uh, Kate and Lehman, Cooper Damlow, Isaac Hepner, they just uh, kind of keep getting better. And it's fun to see uh, – Coach uh, Brunsberg and, and Olson really do a great job of just celebrating the little things every week and looking at their uh, PRs and, and just the improvement throughout the years. So um, you know that they're going to be running their best as it gets cold here. We always seem to. And, you know, all I had to do was schedule a homecoming parade, and here we go from 90 last week to 50 this week. So um, that's the way it rolls, I guess. Well, Norm, before I let you get out of here, anything else going on at Wadena Deer Creek activities or otherwise that you want to make sure you mention? Sure. Uh, just a, a shout-out to our, our uh, varsity football cheerleaders. They've done a great job this year uh, supporting the football team and uh, got about 12 girls that are really excited to cheer every week. And um, we've got our, our homecoming parade today at 2 o'clock and coronation today at 10 o'clock. Um, Wadena loves a parade. Uh, we've got about 30 units, uh, so it'll be a nice long parade right down Main Street. Uh, you'll see all of our, our students and, and uh, activities kind of represented, and uh, it's just a, it's a fun day. I, um, you know, it's kind of stressful getting everything organized and then worrying about if it's going to snow or rain or, <laughs> or whatever, but, uh, you know, we made it through, and uh, I think it'll be a, a great day, and uh, kind of kudos to, uh, we've got Grandma Leona Porter that is going to be our uh, Grand Marshal, and she has been a part of WDC schools every day uh, for over 50 years, and she wow. has just such a positive influence on all of our kids, and is such a, a kind woman, and we're just so glad that uh, she's a part of our school, so um, really excited about that. WDC Activities Director Norm Gallon joining us on the morning sports desk this morning. Hey, Norm, great to chat with you. We'll let you go and enjoy homecoming, and we'll uh, we'll catch you next time. You bet. Thank you for calling. 
Norm Gallant, Activities Director at Wadena Deer Creek, joined the morning sports desk with me and Corey every weekday morning, 715 uh, that is where you can find it on the radio. You can also find it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, as well as WadenaRadio.com. However you listen to Wolverine's Weekly, you can also listen to the Morning Sports Desk. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk with Wadena Deer Creek head football coach Kyle Piermeyer next. Don't go anywhere. Wolverine's Weekly will be back in a moment. We're back with more Wolverine's Weekly on KWAD. Next up on Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head football coach Kyle Petermeyer after his team's 13-0 homecoming win over Walker, Hackensack, Akeley. And, Coach, you snap a three-game losing streak. You get back in the win column. How good does that feel? It feels fantastic. Um, we'll take wins any way we can get them. And, and like the kids said, just talk to you know a lot of them after even just outside the locker room. It just feels great to get a win and you know can, can have a great weekend and come back and even though in the last three weeks after our losses they've came back on Mondays and they've really been ready to work and I'm super proud of them that just every single week they just turn a page and and they're ready to get the new game plan and and be ready for that week but obviously it's just a little bit sweeter when you can you can start a week on a Monday with with a win and um, spirits a little bit higher going into that next week. And with homecoming, it's also nice to get that win and send everybody home happy. But coming into the game, uh, you know, with homecoming week, there's the, the eye for distraction. There's maybe coming out a little overamped. But your team uh, came out, and especially on the defensive side of the ball, uh, played a great game. Obviously, when you get a shutout, things go right. They get a couple turnovers. Uh, that defense has been carrying you guys all season long. What did you like out of them today? They have. And, you know, it's, it's because the kids, they really are in tune to the game plan, and um, they do it really well. And, um, just like tonight, we, we had guys to the ball and we had, we had lots of guys be, being able to tackle. And, and that's something that in, in the last few losses and few weeks, it's always been one big play that's kind of hurt us, uh, defensively. Otherwise we've been playing just fantastic, but just the one big play that if we can eliminate that, that helps our, our defense. It helps with our offense, even with field position and, and everything. And those guys, they played really well tonight and pitching a shutout's never easy. And we're just happy to, get out of there with the win and the defense was a huge part of it for sure you got Josiah Kalvik back in the lineup for the first time in a couple weeks uh you know a little bit of uh kind of rust that he needed to shake off but overall what did you like out of your quarterback and what you like out of your offense today yeah great to have him back um obviously at not playing for for a few weeks you're definitely gonna have some rust especially uh in the quarterback position it's kind of a, a field position where you just get better each week but I thought he did a good job um commanding the huddle and 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 doing good things in there. Uh, offensively, you know, we only scored 13 points, but I thought we moved the ball. We were inside the 10-yard line probably three extra times where we didn't come away with points, and that's been something that you know we've been working on for the last few years, honestly, and just got to keep getting better there and, and find ways. But I thought we ran the ball a lot better tonight and um, didn't have to rely on that air attack and that passing game. And if we can kind of mix in uh, a good night of passing and, and continue getting better with the run game, I think um, that's going to help us going forward. And, you know, it felt like you were willing to open up the playbook a little bit more. And obviously when you have your starting quarterback and somebody who's been a starting quarterback for you before you can do that, uh, how comfortable is it now that you can start to, like you talked about, get into that playbook and, and really start to kind of get this offense going again? Yeah, we'll definitely uh, just keep building upon what we did uh, tonight, just moving the ball and get the ball in the end zone hopefully. But, yeah, just all the stuff with, with Teshi back there was, was a lot more focused on him and obviously he's an electric player, but getting him – 
getting him the ball and touches. But now with Josiah back there, we can kind of open it back up and, and have Teshi uh, out, outside. And that helps us out with the run game because it's not as stacked in there. And we got other playmakers that can make plays too. So definitely helps getting our, our quarterback back and having him make some plays. And the thing that stood out to me was your kicking game, and you were able to uh, attempt your first field goal try of the season and a point after try. You went one for one in the PAT, and you had a 20-yard kick and a 25-yard kick both go through the uprights. Uh, Talk about your kicker. He's kind of shown up on the scene here uh, this year. Who is he, and kind of when did you start to kind of implement this? Yeah, Yuri, our foreign exchange student, um, we got a few of those guys who – have a little background in, in playing some soccer and he is definitely on a great job with his accuracy and never kicked the football before just kicked soccer balls obviously um so it took him a couple weeks to kind of get it down where to kick it I mean I don't know a whole lot about kicking a football um as much as he does and, and just kicking a ball in general so just kind of letting those guys play around with it for a little bit and uh it's taken a couple weeks but I think he's at a spot now where he knows what he's doing and if he can get some time and not any rushers right you know, in his face. He is really accurate, and I think as he gets comfortable, he'll just be able to go back further and further. So definitely something that's, that's big for us. Obviously, we had Cole Woods last year who it was a weapon to be able to kick extra points and even kick field goals. And just showing tonight, you know, there's some times where I think we probably could have went for it, but I think it's going to help us in the future uh, just giving our team confidence and giving, giving him confidence that he can make those kicks, and it's going to pay off. It, tonight it, it went from a one-score game to a two-score game, and the way our defense is playing, having it be a two-score game was was big. So just having that at our, at our hands and um, uh, getting better with that each week is, is something that we're definitely going to have to rely on going here in the next couple weeks. Those foreign exchange students, you get those soccer players in there, definitely helps out. If you went and practice at all and kind of test it out to see how far some of those kids could kick? Uh, honestly, um, they practice some kickoffs on their own. And honestly, with kickoffs, you know, the guy we had kicking off tonight, Mo, um, he had it consistently down to the 15-yard line, and we, we tried to have him angle it. And I think if he kick it straight on, he can get it closer to the end zone. And obviously, if he kicks it to the end zone every time, we're going we're gonna to probably do that so he's not quite there yet. But they're getting better each week, and it stinks because, I, you know, as coaches, you want to be able to help everybody um, in different spots, offense, defense, special teams. But just the way they kick and um, their background and kicking – you know, soccer balls, they definitely know a lot more about it than we do. So it's kind of just uh, being patient and letting them kind of figure things out themselves with how to kick. And definitely kudos to them because they're out there kicking every single week, um, all three of them. And um, they're just going to keep getting better. So hopefully we can use that as a weapon here. You got the homecoming win. You're now 2-4 and four on the season. Obviously, uh, not the record you guys want to have at this point, but you have Josiah back. You're trying to get that offense back up to full speed. You got the kicking game now in a spot like you talk about getting better every week and getting comfortable to where it can be a weapon. The defense has been strong, uh, and now you have a team in Breckenridge next week, your final home game of the season, then going to a 5-1 and one Staples Motley team, but a good opportunity for you guys in that section to kind of maybe finish the year strong. The thing that always plays well is defense towards the end of the season. Do you kind of tell your team that, like, hey, things can kind of come together for us late here? Definitely. I mean, we, we try to, after wins, um, make the kids understand that it's truly a week-by-week season and every week you're 0-0. And we've been going through here in the last couple of weeks with having three losses in a row that, hey, win or lose, every week is a brand-new opportunity and every week is a brand-new game. So for us, having these losses the last few weeks, we've tried to keep that mentality the same as wins of, Every game is different, and every game is, is its own game. So, yeah, we're 2-4, and four and, and definitely, like you said, not the record that uh, we wanted to start the season with. But, again, we got another game this week where we're 0-0, and hopefully we can go and, and make ourselves 1-0, and, and we'll do that same thing the next week with 
um, Staples Motley, but we're not looking towards Staples Motley at all. We're definitely focused on Breckenridge and um, what we got coming up here because, like I said, each week's different and each week is the biggest game. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head football coach Kyle Petermeyer after his team's 13 to nothing homecoming win, and that always just feels just a little bit better. Hey, Coach, thanks for the time. Awesome win, and we will talk to you again next week. Thanks, man. See you later. Coach Peter Meyer of WDC getting that win. They moved to 2-4 and four on the season. We're going to take a break, and when we come back on Wolverines Weekly, we'll talk with Wadena Deer Creek head volleyball coach Sue Volkman. Talks about an undefeated week for her team and a major milestone by her setter. We're talking about that next on Wolverines Weekly. We'll be right back with more insight from players and coaches after the break. Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Your home for Wadena Deer Creek Athletics is KWAD. Here's more Wolverines Weekly. Next up on Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head volleyball coach Sue Volkman. And, Coach, you had three games this week. How'd they go? Uh, they went well. We came out with three wins, and uh, it was homecoming week, so that was a bonus. You know, like you said, homecoming week and three games in the week, that can be kind of a lot on the plate of your players. How do you think they uh, How do you think they responded throughout the week? Did homecoming week kind of give them a little energy to get through it? Um, well, I think, you know, there's so much excitement all week long and um, playing games and having a crowd and, uh, you know, everything that goes with homecoming week, it, was, it actually is fun to have those games. And so three games in a week, just talk about how uh, preparing, uh, that kind of changes things. Obviously, in the fall sports, you can kind of get into that routine of Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday, and to have a a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and not having that practice and kind of being off a little bit in terms of that, does that impact anything at all, or do you just basically say, if we got to play, we play. If we practice, we practice. Um, At this time of year, you know, the kids are ready to be playing games and – you know, sometimes you you need to work on certain things, but by now, you know, it kind of is what it is, and, you know, it's a lot of fun to play the games. And you got a, a big win in the Park Region Conference on Thursday, playing Verndale, a team that was directly underneath you in the standings and could have tried to make a claim for a tie atop the conference, and you guys won three sets to none. What did you like out of your team in that game? Well, I think right from the start we came out and uh, – you know, pretty much controlled the game from, you know, a couple of, we started out a little bit slow, but once we got that lead, we extended it and and we finished strong. And, uh, you know, I was really happy with how they were able to control or, you know, keep their composure and, and do what they set out to do. Right now, 5-0 and in Park Region Conference play, and obviously, as we've talked throughout the season, you've said that it's been a goal uh, of your team to be towards the top of the conference. Right now, you guys are number one and undefeated. Uh, just what does that say about uh, the work that your team has put in to get to this point? Well, these kids really work hard, and you know they set that goal to begin the year to, to be in the run at the end of the season for the conference title, and I think they've put themselves in position to do that. And one of the big reasons why you're in the spot you are this season and why the WDC volleyball team has been successful over the last few years has been Addison Gravel, and she got her 2,000th set assist earlier this week against Osakis. Uh, what was that moment like to, to see it happen? Well, you know, she uh, really um, works hard at being a good setter, and she always wants to improve, and 
you know, we're, we're running a 5-1, so she's our, our lone setter, and she does the job well. And, you know, you've seen a lot of good volleyball players come through the WDC program, a lot of good setters. Uh, what does she do that kind of reminds you of some of these other good WDC players from, from past volleyball teams? Well, I think uh, she she has really good hands, so she can um, control where she wants to put the ball. And, you know, when you have a setter like that, you can run a quick offense, and anytime you can change tempo of your offense, it kind of keeps the other team off guard. So um, she has that quality. And to be able to get to have that moment on uh, uh, on Thursday when the whole team was able to take a picture and there was the balloons. And, you know, as a coach, you've seen a lot of players get a lot of milestones. And, you know, does it ever get old seeing those, uh, seeing those players get recognized for those achievements? Oh, no, not at all. Because usually when, when kids are reaching those achievements, the team is doing well. And so it kind of reflects on everybody, you know. For Addie to get all those assists, she has to have somebody on their other end that is going to put the ball away to get that assist. So usually when they're reaching those milestones, um, the whole team is contributing and being successful. You have another big week coming up, three games again, again Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Uh, you have a section team in Park Rapids on the road. You have a 3A team in Alexandria on the road. You also have a Park Region Conference team in New York Mills on the road. Uh, big week ahead just in terms of those three aspects. Uh, how do you feel like your team is ready to take on the challenge? Well, you know, we're you're getting to the uh, towards the end of the year, and um you know, next week will be a little bit easier since it won't be homecoming week. You won't have all that added, all the added things going on. So um, I just think it, it's really good preparation going into the end of the year to to be playing competitive games. And I think it's it'll be very, very, very beneficial. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head volleyball coach Sue Volkman. Coach, appreciate the time and best of luck in the upcoming week. We'll recap it again next time. Okay, thank you. Wadena Deer Creek head volleyball coach Sue Volkman, you heard it right there. It doesn't get old seeing those players hit those milestones and getting to see those achievements. So congratulations to Addison Gravel, 2,000th set assist uh, achieved against Osakis on Tuesday night. And by the way, still just a junior, so still is another year uh, to add to that number. We're going to take a break on Wolverines Weekly, and when we come back, we are going to talk with Wadena Deer Creek head cross country coach Mike Brunsberg talking about a meet and uh, getting ready for later in the season. We'll talk about that next Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Wolverines Weekly, the only place to hear right from the Wadena Deer Creek coaches and athletes. You're listening to Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Welcome back to Wolverines Weekly. We are joined in studio again with Mike Brunsberg, the head cross-country coach at WDC. And, Coach, another week in the books. You didn't do a, a big meet at the U of M or a big border battle meet, but you did have a meet over in Holly. How did that go? Well, it had been a while since we've uh, seen that course, and I guess in the interim it's changed a bunch. Uh, what they're trying to figure out is how to use all those hills. <laughs> so we had our first taste of fall weather, which was nice. Uh, waves of rain, but, you know, nice relief from the heat. And uh, and we discovered some hills in the back nine, as they said. So And it was quite a big meet. Uh, you know, those two that you alluded to, both uh, like uh, in a single uh, starting line would have 400 
500 runners, and, and that's what we saw at Holly too. Wow. Over 20 teams represented, and and they mixed in the JV with it, so it added up to lots of runners once again. <laughs> And, you know, you mentioned that the changing of the seasons, it's, you know, it was 80 on Monday and now all of a sudden it's 40 something. So into that cooler weather, how does that impact a runner? Obviously, we know they maybe have to dress a little differently, but how does that impact how they run, how they train? How does that impact maybe for somebody who's not quite as versed in in running in these conditions? Yeah, well, you know, you put a parade on the calendar, you're going to invite some weather. So (laughs) (laughs) it does come as a shock every year, even... uh, lifelong Minnesota and your skin isn't quite used to it and thin layers is good uh, extra pair of shoes knowing how to dry those shoes because uh, they're going to get soggy um, you just have to remember to hydrate as well because you can sort of forget about that uh, when the sun isn't demanding that you have another glass of water um, but uh, you just uh, want to go for the same things uh it just requires a little mental toughness. Uh, it, in a way, it's a distraction. And, um, you know, simple things that you've been taught since you were little, you know. Have more clothes than you need and, and shed those that you don't, and, and it works out. And now you mentioned those hills in Holly, the course changing a little bit. You know, we talked about the, the course at the U of M. And then we talked about the flat course at North Dakota. And then you got a little bit of both uh, in, in that one in Holly there. So uh, as you get ready for now we're into October and we start to think about, you know, maybe that playoff running, uh, how does doing all these different courses get them ready for that? Well, going into this year, we were looking to, um, you know, add uh, change a meter or two just to freshen things up and then uh, put a little rigor into uh you know, where we go, who we run against. And it's been challenging. We've seen great teams all season long, you know. It's just get in the stream and, and try to keep up with all those great runners. So uh, we we haven't had a lot of familiar running, uh, but it'll uh, uh, get to be that way for the next two. Perm, which is a favorite. It's pretty fast and flat. And, uh, and then uh, conference meet at home at Whitetail. Those are our next two. It's already crazy to think that we're talking about this point in the season. Who are a couple runners that come to mind uh, that you think, you know, maybe their times necessarily haven't gotten better or maybe they're not leading at the top of the race, but who are a couple runners who you think have really taken some strides this season? Well, I want to mention Macy Gaden. She's a senior. She's run every season. She's missed maybe a practice or two in six years of running. I asked Macy, what does this new course remind you of? And she paused, and then she said, Duluth, you know, which was a big meet that went away, probably a favorite if you talk to alumni. We have some alumni back today. And, and yeah, hills and that Duluth weather kind of swirling, rain and wind. And uh, anyway, uh, you think about seniors, uh, especially this part of the year with homecoming and all that, and uh, just uh, – uh, she's the one that I want to mention. Uh, just everybody's unique, and uh, she's put together uh, since the beginning of the year a progression of uh, quicker and quicker times. And what else can you ask for? Exactly. And, and you know, you mentioned that alumni. You you were just telling me a little off air here as we record this Friday afternoon. Now you're meeting up with some alumni at the Boondocks because it's homecoming week at Wadena Deer Creek. And what what wanted what made you want to do that? How did this kind of come together? And how cool is that? Well, I think it's pretty uh, predictable if we can keep this going. Noon, 
if anybody's listening, uh, Friday of the football game, and uh, there's a lot going on. You know, it really cross country would just be an excuse to come by the school. It's they they decorate it to the hilt. It's fabulous that way, and they'll have memories. Uh, many of them from this building because it's been a while, or it's been around for a while. You know, about a decade, and then the parade. And, which has been a strong tradition, the football game, you know, just uh, coming back to talk to teachers, all, all the people that, you know, meant something along the way. So, and then we'll probably, uh, you know, just catch up a little bit. And uh, some of them are going to run with us too. So, all right. <laughs> you know, how, how practice, yep. How cool is that uh, to get to see those guys come back and show that the impact that cross country makes on not just their lives, but their high school experience and, and all that stuff? Yeah, well, it's kind of beyond me. It's, you know, in general, friends go out for sports to be with their friends. It doesn't matter what the sport is. And then you meet some new friends and strengthen the bonds that you've you've uh, had established. So it's kind of, it, that's kind of what it's about is just uh, rekindling uh, face-to-face. You know, social media doesn't go all the way with it. So We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head cross-country coach Mike Brunsberg. Coach, thanks for coming up in the studio and chatting with us. And Best of luck into that Pura meet, and it's crazy that next week at this time we'll probably be talking about uh, the conference and getting yep. the section and all that. It, it comes at you quick. Yep, exciting. Go Twins. <laughs> Coming up next on Wolverines Weekly, we are going to talk with Wadena Deer Creek head girls tennis coach Jill Feemeyer as she gets her team ready for their section stuff as well. That's coming up next, Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. More Wolverines Weekly after a quick timeout here on KWAD. Play ball! Booyah! We're back with more Wolverines Weekly here on KWAD. Next up on Wolverines Weekly, we are talking with Wadena Deer Creek head girls tennis coach Jill Feemeyer. And, Coach, we got you as you're on your way right now to the seating meeting. Uh, where's that at, and uh, just what are you getting ready to go do? Yeah, we are headed um, to all meet up in Monoman today, so that's kind of our center point. So a nice little drive this morning, and um, it's a competitive section we have. And so, you know, to figure out where our teams will line up, um, you know, fairly and getting our individuals set up, you know, that's what's on the docket today is hopefully we do that um, as best we can. And for those who don't know, what kind of takes place in that seating meeting? Obviously, everybody knows it's how they decide the seating, but what's that process like, and how does that go for for you as a coach and for all involved? Yeah, so this will be my first in-person one. We've done it um, over Zoom before, Um, but it's a great time to just really kind of look at and review how the teams have done over the years or over the season. And you look at the head-to-head matches, the common opponents, and just try to decide who is going to be the best matchups to set up that seeding um, for the, the tournament based off of just what their, their competitive season had looked like. All right, and where's that line for, for yourself as a coach? Because obviously you want to put your tennis players in the best position possible. You want to put your team in the best position possible and advocate for the work that they've done while also making sure you're fair to everybody else. How does How's that process like for you? Well, you know, it's, it's nice because we have a section, you know, we've, we all know each other as adults, you know, we all know each other as coaches. And I think knowing that we all come in with that mindset that we want this to be fair. Um, and when you have all of those coaches looking at it together and collectively, 
I think it helps balance that a little bit so that you are looking at it from that um, advocating side as also that fairness side. And so when you put all of those voices together and voices that you trust because you, you know, you get to know them as friends and colleagues um, throughout the years of coaching. And so I think when you come together, you all come with that same intent and that same, like, we just want what's best for kids, but we want to make sure that it's fair and role model that. I think, you know, that it seems to work itself out pretty good. All right, awesome. And your team has kind of had the uh, the week, not off necessarily, but there's been no meets. You guys have wrapped up the regular season. You're preparing for the section meets and teams and individuals. How do you prepare for that, not quite knowing who you're going to play? What have you guys been working on all week in practice? Well, we've been working on trying to keep the rain away. So, you know, we haven't had much rain all season, and as we're getting ready for sections, we've actually had to play the whole, like, rain cards. So we've actually been getting ready and working on some team building stuff as we get ready for homecoming. So we have the homecoming parade this afternoon. We have lots of conversation about our mental agility. And then, you know, we get out and we just really focus on practice like we're going to play. So when we get out there, we maximize a little bit of time we have between rain clouds. And we just really maximize those points, those uh, strategies, those, those little tweaks we need to work on. So we really just kind of hyper-focus in on that. All right, awesome. And as you guys are, like you said, preparing for that, trying to work on that mental game and, and hopefully get outside and get ready, what does that schedule look like? I know it's not quite sure who you're going to play yet, but what's the schedule looking like? When is the team and individual stuff going to happen for sections? Yeah, so team will start on Thursday next week. So um, we will head over there Thursday. Uh, the team matches will conclude on Friday. So it's a day and a half of team play. And then following team play on Friday afternoon, the individuals, which is your section, and uh, excuse me, your singles and your doubles, you get to send two opponents for each of those. Um, we'll, we'll start Friday afternoon and championship will conclude on Sunday, or excuse me, Saturday afternoon at Courts Plus in Fargo. All of it will take place at Courts Plus in Fargo. And what's the message been like to your team as you get ready? And obviously you'll come back from this knowing the matchups, but what's the message been this week and what is the message going to be going into the next week on getting ready for whatever opponent that you guys are going to face? Um, really setting them up to playing the best game that they can. Um, that when they go out on the court, um, whether they're the underdog or they are the ones that are you know seated higher, that they're going in with that mentality of, I can win and I am going to play a good game. And knowing that when they come off, if they have played a solid game, win or lose, that they are winners. And just really giving them that winner mindset. And it's not always about the W or the L, but it's about are they playing as best that they can play that day, and are they just really working hard? And if they do that, and if they're a good teammate, and they're a good opponent, and they have good sportsmanship, you know, all of those skills that they've been working on all year long, you know, will play into that. And then they know they can come off the court a winner. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head girls tennis coach Jill Feemeyer on her way over to Monoman as we speak, getting ready for that seeding meeting for sections. Hey, Jill, great to talk with you again, and we'll talk with you next week, hopefully talking about some playoff success for WDC girls tennis. Yeah, I hope so too, and I look forward to our conversation. Best of luck to WDC Girls Tennis and the team, the singles, and the doubles competitions here as they get ready for section tennis.
And now we wrap things up on Wolverines Weekly by finishing with the Wolverine Spotlight. Time now for another Wolverine Spotlight, and this week we're putting the focus on Isaac Hepner, a junior on the cross-country team. Isaac, you ran in the GRIAC meet at the University of Minnesota. You also ran in the border battle meet with runners from North Dakota, South Dakota, and Minnesota. What's it like to run in those meets? Yeah, they've just been great. Got PRs at both of them, and the weather was a little bit hot. So it was really fun to have those bigger meets. I like it more than when there's nobody to run with. You know, you have that person next to you that you can kind of pace yourself with or pass them. Isaac, what do you like about cross country? Definitely the people. The people, I mean, it's not like any other sport. It's awesome. Isaac, what other activities are you involved in? I'm just in track. What's your favorite class? My favorite class is choir. What's your favorite food? My favorite food is orange chicken. All right. What's your least favorite food? Definitely boiled broccoli. Isaac, which athlete is your favorite to see compete? Probably uh, Lyric Haug. For more on this week's Wolverine Player Spotlight, go to WadenaRadio.com or listen to Wolverines Weekly Saturday mornings at 9 on KWAD. There's the final buzzer. Thanks for listening to Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Tune in next Saturday morning for more from the coaches and players. If you missed any of the show or want to listen at a later time, go to WadenaRadio.com.